This is Off The Cuff Podcast. I'm your host, Shirtless Mike, and this is the very first official episode of my podcast for 2020. Um, I actually did um, a podcast at one point last year with just me talking, but I decided to go a different direction with it. Uh, today, I do have a guest uh, in here in the, in the, in the Hearth Zone with me. And uh, it's my good friend, Jonathan Deeks. What's up, bro? What's up? How are you? I'm good, man. So let's talk a little bit, you know, for those who don't know about us or whatever, you know, just our friendship over the last couple of years. Um, how did, I mean, we met at my home cigar shop. So, yeah. you know, uh, what did you think from the very first time that, you know, I met you, you know, you you just was there hanging out. I just kind of came up to you. What thoughts were going through your head at that point? <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, as in normal, in most cigar shops, um, it's a very homey, family-oriented um, atmosphere. So you were definitely, uh, definitely welcoming and definitely... Uh, made me feel feel at home for sure that's what's up that's what's up so you know we from that point you know we began hanging out you know on a regular basis actually i think you brought me home that night because my my poor ass doesn't have a car but um you know from there we just we, we became cool and all that good stuff so uh, tell tell everybody listening you know i know i probably heard the story or whatever but just tell everybody listening how how you started, you know, how you got into cigars, uh, give us the backstory, how you started smoking cigars on a regular basis. Okay, well, uh, when I was 10 years old, well, let me back up. Uh, my grandfather, my mom's dad, um, always smoked cigars. Um, I always remember when he would come in town and visit us for the holidays or whatever. He would always smoke a cigar on the back porch with his uh, glass of uh, Jack Daniels. Um, and uh, fast forward to when I was 10 years old, every year my uh, grandfather would go to the state fair in Tampa. It's like the biggest fair in the country, if not the world. And uh, <clears throat> so, one, uh, so one year we went and uh, the night before the fair starts, uh, my grandfather will go to uh, Burn Steakhouse in Tampa, Florida. It's a real well-known uh, steak restaurant, five-star steak restaurant. And uh, right next door is a cigar lounge. And uh, we go over there um, after dinner, and my grandfather bought two cigars. And uh, my, uh, I asked my grandfather, why did you buy two cigars? And he told me to shut up and just be quiet. So I said, okay. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> the lady uh, came and cut the cigars or whatever and cut the other cigar in half. And as you know, you don't cut cigars in half, right? Well, anyways, so he gave one half to me and what, the other half to my brother. And he said, smoke it. And uh, I felt like a you know, Mr. Pimp Daddy, you know, <laughs> but, uh, so, um, I smoked it, and I liked it, and, um, he was trying to, you know, have, trying to bond with us, well, that was basic, well, that was my very first cigar, and, um, 
throughout junior high and high school, you know, I would smoke a cigar with friends or whatever. Uh, my dad's old business partner was Cuban and uh, during the holidays or the uh, company uh, Christmas party, he would always give my dad a cigar. And my dad would take a couple puffs and then he would give it to me. So I would smoke cigars, mm. right? You know, once in a while or whatever. <clears throat> well, I always liked cigars, but you know, as I'm sure you thought of and a lot of people, when you see people smoke cigars, what do you think of? Real richy, you know, well-known, famous people. Yeah. And, you know, when you read magazines or when you see those people, you think of stuck-up people. Right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> I was always kind of scared to really get into it, right? So, later on in life, you know, I would smoke cigarettes or whatever. And actually, matter of fact... Um, my ex-girlfriend, or ex-wife, I, I should say, ex-wife, uh, <clears throat> his dad was real big into cigars, and I actually went into, I won't mention any names, but went into a uh, shop and uh, bought two cigars, and that, you know, kind of started my interest in smoking cigars more often. And then I found this... Uh, other shop in uh, Cocoa Beach which actually ended up turning into my home shop and I just fell in love I just I just fell in love um, I found out very quickly that cigar smokers are all walks of life and um, you know I just I, I fell in love and actually matter of fact the old manager me and him made a uh, football bet on a football game Mm. And I would have to pay him X, Y, and Z amount of money, or he has to buy the most expensive cigar in the shop. And of course, I won, as you know. And uh, he bought a Tatawahe Special, which is my all-time favorite Oh yeah, favorite I remember cigar. smoking that with you when we went to Miami, and oh my god, that was a good cigar. Yep, it's a very good cigar, and um, too bad it's it's hard to find, but... Uh, but yeah, after that, I just, I, I, I fell in love with, um, with cigars. And, um, a couple of years after that, um, I was actually dating a girl up in Daytona. And, um, I started going to a shop called, uh, Don Kiki. And as you know, and anyone else knows in the cigar industry, you know, he's a very well-known, um, roller. Um, I met him personally, um... He was a very great guy, very humble, and um, I actually learned of how the cigars were made, uh, the process of making cigars, and um, so my cigar smoking actually changed in the sense of just not a thing to relax at the end of the night with a cup of coffee or yeah. rum or whiskey it was more in the sense of um it's a delicacy yeah and it's it's appreciation to smoke that roller's cigar exactly and um over the years i've definitely met a lot of interesting and a lot of people that uh i think i would never be able to meet if i wasn't you know involved or uh, a very 
high customer to certain cigar shops. Yeah. So, um, it, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's definitely a family. So, you know, fast forward to, you know, when you first started, you know, meeting you, it's, you know, it's, it's more than a, a friendship. It's, to me, it's a family. Exactly. And, That's the way I feel. You know, I've, over the years, I've, you know, I've struggled and things have happened and, you know, I've, you know, I've had people put, you know, their arms around me and I barely fucking know them. Yeah. You know, and they, they've helped me out. And, um, you know, me and you have been part of groups and I won't mention any names, but, you know, we've seen people that we don't know and those other people in the group don't know, but they actually help them out financially. Yeah. It's it's a family. Yeah. It's definitely a worldwide family for sure. It's I've definitely been the recipient of um you know just random acts of kindness um not necessarily financially, but you know you, you might be having a tough day and somebody that you know in a completely other state, you know, decided to send you a random act of kindness. We used to call them bombs, but due to Facebook's Due to Facebook's, uh, you know, hatred towards cigars and all that, we started calling them ran- random acts of kindness. And, you know, it just picks you up, at, you know, especially if you weren't expecting it. Like, it's not like you're on, on a group dry begging for cigars or something like that. Like, you, um, you know, you, you've communicated with these people and they just decided to randomly, like, bless you with, you know, some of their favorite cigars in hopes that you would enjoy them and... You know, even if you had a good day, it makes a better day just to come home and find, you know, a cigar in your mailbox. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a family for sure, man. So tell me some something, some more about yourself. Like you got into how you got into cigars or whatever. You know, tell me about your like family life as well. Like, you know, you don't have to give all the details or nothing like that. But, um, you know, just tell me kind of. You know, how you grew up and all that good stuff. What makes you, you? <laughs> um, well, you know, a lot of people say that they're, you know, true Floridians, you know? Oh, yeah. And um, I know, you know, you're born and raised here. Um, my mom's side of the family um, is actually from Florida. Um, my great-grandfather, my mom's grandfather, um, is from Baghdad, Florida. And Baghdad, Florida. Baghdad, Florida. I didn't even know. I'm from Florida. I didn't know there was even a Baghdad, Florida. Oh my God. Yeah, it's in the middle of the state, and um, he came from nothing, came over here, and put himself to school, and was a judge, and bought a bunch of property. Long story short, became a multi-multi-millionaire, and you know, of course, had kids or whatever. And, so I'm actually sixth generation, you know, Floridian. A lot of people can't say that. And I'm, I'm, you know, to me, I'm, I'm really proud of that. Oh yeah. And um, I, I don't put that lightly on my shoulders, you know. Um, but, uh, but uh, yeah, um, my dad, you know, my dad and my dad's mom um, loved fishing, you know, growing up and. Uh, that was basically a demand in my family that you gotta love some type of sports and love the outdoors. And uh, 
I know you really don't like to fish or whatever, but... I mean, every once in a while I've fished, you know, and I'm not huge into it, but it's definitely, it's fun, like, if that's what you're, like, into, like, for all the time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've done a lot of, um, I've done a lot of fishing tournaments. I've done a lot of, uh, I've, I've won a lot of tur fishing tournaments. I've lost some. And, uh, yeah, just, just love fishing, love the outdoors. Love the running around like a bad man. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, yeah, you definitely definitely have an interesting story as well. Like, and and you know, just for people that don't know, you kind of you grew up in church too, right? You yeah, know? yeah, I grew up in church. And uh, you know, you went to Bible college for a while. Like, tell me about your experience at Bible college. Like, you know, from you know whatever you can tell. You don't have to give all the explicit details, but well. um... I went to a, I, the first school I went to was in Northern California, and um, it was good, and I learned, but um, it was kind of a shell shock in the sense of, um, I just, California is a lot different, and, you know, I won't go into get the politics but you know it's 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 different but I actually got kicked out of that school and then uh, I actually became a youth pastor so I was a youth pastor slash and then on the side I would um, mow lawn to do landscaping and as a matter of fact it was with my youth pastor the youth pastor that was my youth pastor when I was in high school my last like two and a half three years of high school and um I became the assistant youth pastor with him, and over that time, I kind of, you know, felt God, you know, pulling me to actually go to Bible college and actually go to seminary, and um, so I went to Word of Life Bible College, and it's a very well-known school, and actually, I went there for a year, and about the middle of my first year, I realized that I need to redo my year again. Um, I'm actually dyslexic. So I struggled, you know, through school my whole entire life and I struggled through this school. And so I graduated, they allowed me to graduate, finish my, uh, then redo my year. Well, after the first semester of redoing my year over again, um, I actually, decided to leave Bible college and basically um, do my own thing. Um, so, it, you know, it, I love Bible college. I, you know, I, I, I love the school, but, you know, I, you know, not to really go into detail, but, you know, I, that school has, has a place in my heart, but at the same time, you know, as I get older, people have church backwards. Yeah. And me and you were talking about that the other night. Yeah. So, you know, not to go into, you know, depth with that, but, you know, I, I you know, Word of Life definitely has a spot on my heart. But, you know, will I go back? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, definitely. And so... It seems like we're just going through just random aspects of your life or whatever here, you know, which is cool. So you've talked about how you got into cigars. You talked about your family background. 
You've talked about, you know, life at Bible college, how that was. Now, um, I kind of want to get into, you know, you know, a less serious note in a way. Um, you know, you're big into hunting too and fishing. Like, tell me some stories, you know, about, you know, about hunting. And, you know, I know you sent me some, like, a gator picture of something that you, that you caught or whatever. Like, t- just tell me some random stories, man. Just... So yeah, so my uh, my brother is a fishing guide and hunting guide, and shouts out to Captain Peter Deeks. Yeah, and uh, so uh, so yeah, he he owns a bunch of properties all over the state of Florida, and uh, once in a while he takes me out fishing and hunting, and uh, we've we've landed some world records for uh, for snook. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I really don't know if, if you really want me to go into depth in the story or just... Yeah, like, you know, when we got time to kill, we're 17 minutes in, you know. You know, I want to have a pretty good, just a lengthy podcast and, you know, just tell some cool-ass stories, just open up the floor. You know, I'm, I'm not asking you to, you know, tell me the craziest stories because I've definitely heard some, but it makes for interesting entertainment, but... <laughs> So yeah, so uh, a couple of times me and uh, my brother and my dad. So my dad um, has a friend, Ralph Busamani. They've known each other for since like freshman <coughs> year in high school and they've been friends ever since. And his son is one of my brothers and uh, my best, best friend. And so... Uh, we would go down to the Dry Tartugas, which is actually 90 miles west of Key West. Okay. So, uh, Ralph's family, Ralph's actually Cuban, so Ralph's family um, lives, his nephews and brother and stuff, or not his brother, his nephews and uh, cousin um, live down in Miami, so they would go down there and we would we'd go fishing and act all fucking crazy on, on the, one of the Trips. I think it was it the first trip. Yeah, it was the first trip. No, no, the, it was the second trip. Dante broke his uh, or sprained his ankle really bad playing basketball. Dante's a big motherfucker. <laughs> and uh, we uh, <laughs> we're driving down there. We're bored as fuck. You know, driving eight hours, and uh, I hear this noise, ripping noise. I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I turn around. And I look, Dante's duct taping his sandals. <laughs> well, putting tape on your sandals makes it more slippery. <laughs> so you had to wear duct tape sandals <laughs> on the boat when we would go fishing. Um, so, like, when we would go down there and we were fishing or whatever, and, and another time we, uh, so the first trip we went, <clears throat> we had to come back early because the weather was really bad. And so we didn't want to drive back from Key West all the way back up here to Merritt Island. And uh, so we got this hotel. And uh, so we had a bunker down in this hotel. Dante, we pulled, we had like this pull out bed or whatever that the hotel gave us. It folded up. 
And so he got that. Peter and my dad, my brother, my dad went have one bed. Me and Ralph had to sleep in another bed. Well, the next morning we wake up <laughs> and we're walking to the car. And Dante has all this shit. Well, Dante's prone to steal everything from the hotel. <laughs> so he had the no smoking sign. He had all the ashtrays, all the pillows, all the towels. <laughs> so we stopped at this small ass fucking diner and uh, we were sitting there while I had to go to the bathroom so I'm going there and I'm taking a crap and Dante comes in and says hey what are you doing I'm taking a crap so you brown trout fishing <laughs> I was like yeah Dante I'm brown trout fishing <laughs> so he walks out and he goes hey everyone guess what John's brown trout fishing. <laughs> Everyone fucking looked at Dante, looked at my dad, looked at our table. My dad's like, Jack. <laughs> but yeah, no man, I, I yeah, I, I I love fishing, man. It, it it's like it's like smoking, it's like smoking cigars, you know. Yeah. And I, me and you can relate with the cigars, but you know, fishing, it's it's all about waking up early in the morning. You're fucking tired, you know, whatever, and just that one freaking fish can change your whole entire day. Exactly. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I've never done any serious fishing. I've just, I mean, I've done some illegal fishing because you got to have a fishing license. But fishing, you know, fish and wildlife, they can't come after me because that was a long time ago. But, uh, you know, it's definitely when you when you anytime you get any catch, you know, it's always exciting. It's ex, it's exhilarating, stuff like that. So, I mean, you 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 just have a shit ton of stories. I know that for sure. Like, you know, you know, we got to get a few of the really good ones out. You know that you've you know that you've told publicly. You know, I know you have. I don't want you to tell you any stories that'll incriminate you, but uh, just tell me about. You know, when you used to go out, you know, like on Cocoa Beach and how you, I don't know, just whenever you used to go out and some of the crazy shit that you used to do. And then after that, I'm going to have you get into your hangover story. Which one? <laughs> your hangover part two story. Which one? I got several hangover part two stories. Oh, you know, oh, you, you pretty, you know which one I'm talking about. I'm not going to give it away. All right. So just tell me just some, you know, just just about like hanging out in Cocoa Beach and, you know, World Fame because, you know, Brevard County, that's people mostly know Cocoa Beach, you know, in Brevard County, if you say like Cocoa or Rockledge or Merritt Island, they may not know, but you say Cocoa Beach, you know, everyone knows, everybody knows Cocoa everybody Beach. Everybody knows Cocoa Beach. So yeah, so you actually, you know, used to hang out in Cocoa Beach a lot. So tell oh, me yeah. that one story about when you were drunk and you, uh, and you, uh, were you know, humping some tiki or something like that, whatever it was. So, uh, so just like you said, um, Merritt Island is about 15 minutes west of, uh, Cocoa Beach. And, um, it's, it's, it's a very small town. Everyone knows everyone. Well, there's this one particular bar that was basically, I really don't drink that much anymore, but, um, 
during my heydays, there was this particular bar that I would hang out uh, called the Sandbar. And a lot of out-of-towners know what the Sandbar is too, but anyways. So, me and my ex are, are getting this big fight, right? So, uh, <clears throat> I, go, I go to the bar and I'm freaking drinking. And I'm freaking laying it down, and it tastes fucking good, and it goes down fucking great, right? So, I'm sitting there, whatever. Well, my ex calls me up and says, where are you at? Well, I'm at the sandbar. So she goes, well, I'm coming to pick you up. And I go, no, no you're not. So, well, she ends up coming out, right? So she walks up, she says, you have had enough, that's it, you're done. So I said, all right. So we're walking back to the, so I paid for my drinks. And we're walking back to the car and I said, I'm hungry. She was like, oh gosh, she was like, all right. I was like, well, the Waffle House is just right there, let's go. So she goes, okay, I said, well, I wanna walk. She was like, we're not walking. And I said, well, I'm gonna walk. <laughs> So I start walking, I'm stumbling my ass around. So, as you know, maybe not back in the day, but now, you know, you can, you know, get a DUI from jaywalking, you know, if you're drunk. So, Ron Johns is right there at yeah. the beach. So, we're walking, we go up to Ron Johns, and I hug this tiki, and I start humping him. <laughs> and everyone starts taking pictures. I start dancing to the music that Ron Johns plays outside. So we go to the Waffle House. We're sitting there. We order. Well, I realized I run out of money. So I had to pay. I had to pay the girl of pennies. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I knew everyone there. I, I, that was like my sober place that I would go to sober up a little bit before I would go home. Yeah. So they, they, the cook knew who I was or whatever, so I went back the next day and <laughs> gave them more money. But yeah, she wasn't, she wasn't too happy. <laughs> All right, now we got to get into that your hangover story, the one when you start off in New Jersey or New York. We got to get into that because, you know, this is off the cuff with shirtless Mike. And, you know, we got to have some interesting content for this show. So, uh, let's hear that one because that's like the real life hangover story. Like, it's almost unbelievable. I've heard it several times. But the listeners, they deserve to hear that craziness. So, let's get into it. So, <laughs> I used to work with my dad. My dad designs air traffic control towers. Big towers at airports. And so... <clears throat> I used to work with them, so my dad came up with an idea where it, it's a prefab. So prefab stands for, is basically, you can build it here and you can split it in half or split it four thirds, however big it is, and then we put it, we ship it down to Miami or I forget where the port is, I think it's like North Carolina or something, and then it can be shipped anywhere around the world, right? And I've, I've been all over the world. Yeah. So one of the trips that we did, we fly back. Well, on the way to the flight back, we had a layover in New York. Well, my dad's originally from New York. <clears throat> so he still has family up there or whatever. So I told my dad, I said, look, on the way back, I'm not flying home. 
I'm gonna stay up and I'm gonna hang out with, you know, the family. Yeah. So we're so he's like, okay, fine, you know, have a great time. So my cousin picks me up from the airport and we're sitting there having a good time, whatever. And so my cousin's dad is he's retired now, but uh, he was the like top three uh, world's best trumpet player. He's been in a couple of the Rocky movies. Um, he's done a lot of commercials, whatever. And he played in, or in the orchestra for shows in New York City. He's been in famous bands, whatever. So uh, we go to one of his shows. We're hanging out, having a good time. Well, afterwards, my cousin says, hey, let's go to a strip club. Oh, boy. <laughs> so we go to the strip club. And I don't remember anything after that. <laughs> well, I wake up. And there's a girl laying next to me. So I'm like, cool. Like, <laughs> that's great. Well, it's not great. Well, anyways. So I wake up. I'm trying to get my thoughts all together, blah, 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 blah. But, but see, where were you when you woke up? That's the best part of this whole story. Well, I'm, I'm not there yet. So I wake up. And I'm like looking at my phone and I have like 5 billion missed calls from my dad, from my ex, from, you know, everybody. So I asked the girl that I was with, I was like, where the fuck are we? It's like, Miami. I'm like, what? Miami. It's like, yeah, Miami. So I was like, shit. So I called my dad. He's like... Are you okay? It's like, I thought you were dead. He's like, <laughs> what the fuck's going on? So he's like flipping out. And I'm like, dad, like, I don't remember like what happened. Like what the fuck's going on? And he goes, well, how in the hell did you buy a BMW on my fucking business credit card? <laughs> so I bought this bitch a fucking BMW. <laughs> so I had to drive it home. I had to convince a girl, leave her there in Miami and drive home from Miami in the brand new BMW. <laughs> my ex thought I bought her a brand new BMW. No. So my dad had to sell that BMW. <laughs> well, so as legend has it, she's probably still in Miami. Probably. <laughs> you yeah, never know. That's like the greatest thing. Like, that's like, you could sell that and make it a movie, bro. Like, that's like the craziest hangover story. Like, that's a hangover movie type story. Like, you need to sell that story. You could probably make several million dollars just selling that story. Probably. So, yeah. So, what else, what, what else can we get into? We're about 30 minutes in at this point of the podcast. So, oh, I know another good story. You can tell, you can tell, you can tell everybody how you, um, Almost ended up on a terrorist watch list. No. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna get into that one. You're not gonna get into that? Uh, I mean, you don't have to. You know, it's all good though. But um, so yeah. So what are you smoking right now? Hey, uh, AJ Fernandez New World. That's yeah. what's up. So do you smoke a lot of those? Yeah. The um, actually the it the enclave. Um, I was actually smoking that one uh, this morning. Um, the Enclave actually got me liking AJ Fernandez. Um, he, I know he uh, did the Diesel, but I never really liked the Diesel. I think you gave me one, or one of the ones that he 
he made and I actually... So the Diesel brand is how I started loving AJ Fernandez. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, no, uh, he came out with the Enclave and then came out with the New World and now he's uh, colliding with uh, other companies and joining oh, yeah. in with other other manufacturers and I, I've... Yeah, AJ's got his hand pretty much in everything. Like, literally, he, he's done stuff with Monte Cristo, with um, with Hoyo de Monterey. He's he's all over the place right now. Like, you know, AJ Fernandez, he kind of started well over 10 years ago. He came on the scene, started doing the exclusives for CI and, you know, the Diesel brand and all that. And then from there, it's just, he's just taken off. He's had... All these new releases, and pretty much the only cigar that I did not like that AJ Fernandez put out, which I've I've told this to a bunch of people and uh, even other blenders who I know, and they said that this particular cigar is called the Spectre, and it was made with this uh, pipe tobacco that's normally not used for, it's normally not used for cigars, and it has like a weird taste to it. Like I've talked with uh, Z from Cordoba Morales. And that's what he told me, and he said it's not, you know, he, he gets tobacco from AJ Fernandez. So he was seeing that Spectre. A lot of people did not like that cigar because of that. Um, because it's just got, like, I tried to I tried to let it rest. You know, I tried to smoke it on several occasions. That cigar just fucking sucked. I'm sure he would t- agree <laughs> based on the response. Like, I mean, nobody that I know actually enjoyed that cigar, so. Yeah, no. I, I don't I don't know which one you're talking about, but kind of to go back a little bit with the cigars and stuff, it's um, there's two there's two factories that I would love to go to. Which ones? And one of them is Arturo Fuente. 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 Sorry. <laughs> um, is uh, he has a beautiful factory. Oh yeah, I would definitely like to the, go there too. The, the layout, and uh, I would actually love to uh, meet AJ Fernandez. Oh, me too. I th- I think he might can speak a little bit of English now, but you know, for a long time he didn't speak English at all. Yeah. Actually, I I'm pretty sure I actually communicated with AJ on Facebook because he's on my Facebook. I don't know if it was actually him or if he was using a translator or, I mean, we were Still talking him. back and forth. Still him. Yeah, but I don't know if it was actually him or not. Like, he might just have somebody running the account or whatever. But, yeah, what I'm smoking right now, I'm smoking, it's one of my everyday cigars that I enjoy. It's made by Cordoba Morales. just doesn't even have a name to it. It's just the good, you know, this bundle costs like $39 and um, I bought two bundles today. It's just my everyday cigar. It's good and... Just a good cigar you know, all that, that, That's another thing with cigars, too, is it's, um, you, you don't have to hurt your wallet. Yeah. To, to, um, to enjoy a cigar. There's, there's a lot of cheap cigars out there that, uh, that are actually really good, that are actually under the $8 price range, which about $8 is the average. Yeah, that's just the, the average. price, but there's a lot, a lot <laughs> lower ones that are actually... They're, they're good cigars, and I actually smoke them. Exactly, yeah. And see, there's... there's Which one... The cigar that you handed me a couple times this week was the... 
It was, what was it called again? I think I took a, it's Slaughterhouse. Yeah, Slaughterhouse. That's what you said that was like a $3 cigar, and that yeah. was a freaking good $3 cigar. It had some earthiness, had like a sweetness to it. It was a really good $3 cigar. So, I mean, yeah, because for those that don't know, for a, for a couple, quite a few years, my home shop, they used to let me keep a tab, and like last year, because of the way work was, it kind of got out of hand for a little bit, and then, so I... I just stopped adding to it, and then I had to pay down like a thousand dollar tab, and so now what I pretty much do now is I just buy like my everyday cigars, and then whenever, whenever I go to a shop, like when I go to my home shop, or if I go to another shop, then you know I'll buy like you know some nicer ones to support the shop, but I still have my everyday cigar for just if I'm at home, I smoke it every day. I'll bring it to my home shop, you know, I'll buy some drinks or whatever, and. Uh, you know, they got some pretty good cheap cigars, you know, in all price ranges. So, you know, you, you could spend $20 on a cigar, you know, you could spend $10, $8, $7, $5, $2, it doesn't even matter. It's like, you know, wine, wine or um, like whiskey or rum. I'm, I'm not a big wine drinker. I mean, my ex, she's half Italian. So, you know, I got into, you know, some of the ports or whatever, but. I'm definitely a big whiskey and rum drinker. And you know, I, I fell in love with this rum called Bamboo. Oh yeah, I've definitely had some of that. And um, I mean, it's like, you, I, it depends where you can get it at, but like the, the most of, the most price that I've seen it is about 48 bucks, which isn't that bad. And it's, it's a reasonable, you know, it's a reasonable, drink or you know it's, it's, exactly you don't have to spend you know hundreds or thousands of dollars on you know liquor to enjoy it and it's the same thing you know with with cigars i've i've had two dollar cigars that taste like ass and i've had a hundred dollar cigars that taste like ass exactly. but i've had a hundred dollar cigars that taste amazing and i've had two dollar cigars that taste amazing so it, just, it all depends and it depends on the person Mm-hmm. The beginning of 2019, I think it was, I smoked a, uh, what, what did I 18. smoke? It was 18. Beginning of 2018? Yeah, it was 18. Okay, so yeah, the beginning of 2018, I, the first, I, I was doing, you know, where I counted my cigars, although after the Super Bowl, I kind of like lost count, but uh, I had a, what was it that I smoked? Uh, anyway, it was a very, it was like more expensive. God of fire. God of fire. Yeah, it was a god of fire. It smells like ass. And the cigar, it smelled like ass, but some cigars will smell like ass. Like, no, before you light them. smoke smelled like ass. And when I lit the cigar, it tasted like ass and it smelled like ass. And yeah, I just was not enjoying it. I don't know if it was because I had been drinking or smoking well, a bunch had, of other I, cigars. I had one after that too, and it, it was it was pretty bad. I mean, it was a more expensive cigar, and it definitely. It don't even don't ask how I know what ass tastes like. Just how I imagine. How, how, how does how do you know what ass tastes like, Mike? It's just what I please, imagine. Please, it's it's please, just what I imagine what it tastes like. Please 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 elaborate on that. It's just what I imagine like it tastes like. It's just the description that I use. Um, you know, it tastes like ass or smells like ass. Of course, you know what ass smells like because if you don't take a shower for about three days or less, 
You'll start smelling your own ass. You gotta wash your ass. I guess. I so wash yeah. my ass every day. So yeah, so basically... Uh, now, now I do have dingleberries sometimes. <laughs> okay, that's TMI right now. Alright, so basically, um, you know, the whole purpose of Off The Cuff Podcast with Shirtless Mike... I'm going to just be doing like random podcasts with interesting people. We're going to have conversations. And John was like my first official guest because I was he was just here at the house already. And I was like, you know what? I got to get a move on for 2020. I got to I'm going to I'm going to interview people. I'm going to get people to smoke cigars that aren't regular cigar smokers and just talk with interesting people. I'm going to talk with people from the cigar industry whatever you know but that's the whole point of this podcast so john i really appreciate you for coming on the off the cuff today man because it's truly off the cuff and uh if you want to you know subscribe to it i'm on all the platforms so i'm on title music uh spotify i'm on anchor which is what i broadcast from you know this platform it puts me everywhere so um yeah just go ahead and subscribe or whatever whichever platform that you enjoy using and um yeah next i don't know i'm not gonna have a certain schedule when i release new podcasts i might eventually do that but it's truly off the cuff so that's what's pretty much what's gonna happen all off the cuff so thank you thank you everyone for tuning in today and i hope you have a great evening or day or whatever time of the day you listen to this podcast And this is Off the Cuff with Shirtless Mike, and I'm signing off now. Peace.